time to transform your life. Welcome to Direct Connect Empowerment with your host, Fee Mazanke. Our program will explore the concepts and ideas behind Direct Connect Coaching by introducing guests who are using or are aligned with this program and have used the ideas to transform their lives. It is our sincere hope that you can use this inspiration to do the same. Now, here is Fee Mazanke. Welcome, everyone. So happy to be with all of you today. It's a great time of year. It's uh, Father's Day coming up, graduations. I know we've got plenty of graduation parties that we're invited to. And um, as a result of that, I wanted to mention that I've put together a student gift package for those students, not just grads, but students that may be in high school or college that may want a little bit more career direction and influence through the use of the Berkman Report, which is an assessment that I use with all of my clients, and also a coaching session to help support them through getting that getting that ideal scenario down, utilizing their gifts and talents. And it certainly ties into our topic today. So it's a it's a nice package. And if you want to just shoot me an email at fee at directconnectcoaching.com, I'll be happy to share the details with you. I wanted to mention that I have a beautiful office space in downtown St. Charles. It's a very peaceful haven for me, and I love meeting my clients or creatively writing there. And sometimes my landlord will put out samples, books, CDs, little notes on a table as you walk into the entrance. And last week, there was a set of inspirational cards on the table at the entrance. And the card that I chose as I walk in was this. It said, life is simple. What you put out is what you get back. And it just reminded me, and it was a perfect way to think about the boomerang effect that we've been talking about on the show over the last couple of months. And the the boomerang movement is just a movement of allowing people uh, a conscious connection to knowing that, yes, life is really simple and what you put out is what you get back. So this week, I want to start off by asking all of you out there listening uh, to really be clear and asking yourself about what you're putting out there and really being clear about what you are getting back in return. Now, my guest today is Rebecca Ruska, and uh, we call her Becca for short. And she was really clear about what she was putting out in terms of creating her ideal career. And that's our topic for today. Now, let me just give you a few notes here about Becca and introduce her formally. Becca grew up professionally in the world of direct sales. Becca demonstrated strong success in both sales and management where she started with Cutco Cutlery. And her skill set carried a strong advantage in developing systems and procedures, particularly in recruiting, which drives sales. Last year, in looking to capitalize on her skill set, Becca was determined to create a perfect career match combining her direct sales experience with her talents in recruiting systems and procedures. Becca did all of this while moving from Chicago to New York City. And after clearing out any roadblocks to making her dream a reality, it is necessary sometimes to clear out roadblocks that may exist in creating the ideal career, um, as well as getting clear about the details of the job she desired, 
She wrote all those details out. Becca manifested her dream job with Dove Chocolate Discoveries. And now Becca partners with the Dove Chocolate Discoveries marketing team to design sales and recruiting promotions and incentives to shift cultures, drive recruiting, and that ultimately drives sales. Becca currently lives in New York City with her new fiance, Andrew, and their very adorable dog, Iceman. So, Becca, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're really appreciative that you uh, agreed to be on the show. Thank you, Fian. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to get some time with you today. Great. Um, I do want to congratulate your, you and Andrew on your recent engagement. I think it's really fun to share a little bit about the story because uh, I, I knew going into uh, the details of the engagement, and I think it's a fun story. So please do share with our listeners a little bit about the engagement story. Sure. I'm excited. It's still funny when you call him my fiance. I still, we've been engaged for about three weeks, so I still get those butterflies and that initial excitement. But um, Andrew and I met a few years ago when I was in New York on business, but I was based in Chicago. So we were, you know, doing the two-city long-distance thing for the last couple of years. And when I moved to New York in August, he apparently, unbeknownst to me, decided he was going to propose in Chicago kind of to honor that tale of two cities that we had going on. Um, our first date had been at the Shedd Aquarium in Chicago. It's on the lake. If you've never been there, you should definitely check it out when you're in Chicago. But he took me back there to the shed when we were home a few weeks ago. And we walked around for a couple hours, and he was being really quiet the whole time. So I, I knew something was going on. You know, Andrew, he's not normally um, one to be quiet. And um, knowing my high literary score from my Berkman fee, you'll love this, he actually had written out his proposal um, on a set of big, giant note cards. And so he acted out. It's a scene from one of my favorite movies. He acted out. Um, he had 16 cards written. I'm kind of acting out the scene and telling our story and telling me the things that he loved about me and then got on one knee and proposed. Um, apparently, I didn't say yes. Apparently, I just grabbed the ring and said, oh, my goodness, a lot. I don't remember this. <laughs> but um, eventually, I ended up saying yes. He had to ask me a couple times. He's like, okay, so you got the ring on. Are you saying yes? Um, I said yes. I was really excited. And then what was great is he had actually arranged with my family and with his own family to get everyone together. So we ended up heading over to the Field Museum and all of our um, immediate family was there, parents, brothers and sisters. Everyone was there to just celebrate us and, um, and celebrate with us and, you know, set us off on a new adventure. So it was a, absolutely what, amazing. It was so much fun. Yeah, what a wonderful story. And yeah. how thought how thoughtful and what, it, you know, he really did put in so much thought into making it extra special. So congratulations to both of you and great job, Andrew. Uh, we're going to get started. I wanted to ask you, uh, you know, creating your ideal career, I actually got a chance to witness you doing this, Becca, and it was such a fascinating uh, story that I thought it was worth sharing with our listeners. So I want to get started with you and ask you, when did you decide that a career move was inevitable for you? Yeah, that's an interesting question, and I was thinking about that myself um, as I was reminiscing through my timeline in preparation for our conversation today. And as I remembered back on it, I saw um, a couple really interesting milestones that I didn't see when I was in the moment, but now looking back, I do. And as I was thinking about it, it, it occurred to me that, you know, moving through a career and navigating that and building that is not unlike building and maintaining a relationship. And where I was in my old career was that I loved the people I worked with. I loved the company. I had grown so much there. 
but it wasn't really the right fit anymore. But I had a really hard time seeing that. So I was finding myself becoming restless, becoming frustrated. I was finding that I was creating issues with, you know, a couple coworkers or with supervisors where none had ever existed before. And looking back on it um, this past week, what I recognized is that that was actually my subconscious kind of trying to alert me to the fact that, hey, you know, your heart's here, but it's actually not a fit for you anymore. And you need to actually push through and you need to actually go someplace where you're going to continue to grow. And um, that was a neat realization for me today. So I think I really decided, what, probably May or June of last year that I needed to start considering it. And then um, I resisted that for a while. And I really allowed myself to be open a few months after that. And once I allowed that openness, as you remember, um, some really neat things started to fall into place. Definitely. And I think the the really great element to that story, Becca, is that, um, you know, you you were kind of, there was a little bit of drama that was unfolding um, and mm-hmm. it was something that wasn't, you know, you weren't consciously creating that drama by any stretch, but it was just that friction or that tugging basically from your heart saying, hey, you need to pay attention to this. And it was unfolding as drama. And I, and I think it's really important for our listeners to understand that if they're noticing these things, it's, it's just time to get quiet go inward and pay attention to what might be coming up for them and what might be presenting uh, to them, you know, to let them know, hey, if this is what's going on around the job situation, it can also happen around a relationship situation. Um, but your your heart's going to actually tell you that. It's going to kind of knock at a door subtly at first, and then it may get a little bit louder and louder, and it may come in the form of drama. So, Thanks for being open and sharing that because I think that's really important for listeners to know. Mm-hmm. So what were your thoughts around uh, attracting the ideal career for yourself? Well, so initially, which I'm sure is fairly common, I was pretty nervous about it and pretty scared. You know, I had been with Cutco for a little over eight years and I had started with the company as a college student. And so that was really the reality, the work reality that I knew and that I was very comfortable with. And so um, initially what I had to do was I just had to sit with that fear and I had to understand exactly where it was coming from and, and let myself push through that before I was able to take any like really positive and creative action. And I think that part of that fear was simply not knowing what my immediate steps should be and not knowing really, um, or not being willing to listen rather to what I wanted and feeling like I didn't have any control over what was going to happen. Um, and so what I did was I sat down to make a list of what I did know to be true and what I knew that I could influence. So I listed out my talents. I listed out, you know, what I enjoyed and what I was fulfilled by. And then I sat down um, to look at the things that I knew I could influence, and there were two. And one of them was I could influence exactly um, the clarity around what I wanted. So I knew that if I sat down and was specific with myself about what I was looking for, whether it was being able to wear jeans to work once a week and if it was, you know, how I wanted to fill with my coworkers you know, what I wanted the culture to be, how often I wanted to travel, you know, the really specific things, I knew that I would start being able to find that. I knew that the universe had my back there and that the more I trusted myself and the more I was clear with myself, that I would get it. And the other thing that I knew I could influence was how much of my network I tapped into. And um, I won't betray the, the twist in the story yet, but that turned out to be really important for me in my search as well. Sure. And you said, you mentioned about the process of, sitting with your fear. Can you 
describe that a little bit more about what you did to kind of uh, sit with your fear and open up into what what fear was coming up for you? Sure. So um, part of my Berkman is that I have a really high yellow need, and so I need I need a lot of predictability. I need a lot of systems in place. And so having a big question, what felt like a big question mark hanging over me about, you know, where I was going to go professionally next was, um, was frightening to me because that aspect of control was not there. And um, what you and I worked through was simply getting to the root of what that fear actually was, right? And it was primarily a fear of not feeling like I would be adequate and not feeling like I had the gifts and talents to bring. And what you gently reminded me through our exploration and our time was that I do have gifts and talents and that there are many things that I have to offer. And so thinking through those and really opening myself up to love and to the abundance of what I could bring and the abundance of what I knew the universe could bring me was really important to me to help push past that fear and allow myself to start taking some positive action towards what I wanted. Yeah, and it it was truly a remarkable process because uh, one of the things that we do really regularly in coaching is just allow fear to voice itself and allow fear to present itself so that that roadblock, whatever that looks like, and in your case, you know, not being adequate enough or good enough, and then really understanding that hey, I do have all these remarkable gifts and talents. So that fear was not real, really telling you the truth, but um, it was just kind of a veil covering up the truth. Um, So once you got through that, then it really opened the door to even greater clarity about what it is that you were looking to attract and what you wanted to gain in the next career move for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, once you did the shift from fear to what was possible in the job market and in the job situation for yourself, Becca, um, how difficult was it for you to land your ideal job? I think this is a really important question that listeners may think, gosh, this is, this takes a long time or it takes, you know, it, it, it takes arduous work or arduous practice to really manifest it. Uh, how difficult was it for you? So I, I know that this is going to sound unbelievable, but it was not difficult even remotely, and I'll tell you why. Um, and what you said about fear, by the way, is absolutely true. It was uh, The veiled analogy is a great one um, because what's fascinating is the role that I'm currently in, you know, my ideal role that I created, I actually had someone approach me about this exact role in May of last year. But my fear was keeping me in such a place that I immediately shut myself off to it, and I wasn't open in, in, looking at, in looking at it at all. And as we worked through coaching through the summer, we came into September, and I was really clear about what I wanted, and it turned out that, that a recruiter found me on LinkedIn. It was a different person that I'd spoken to the first time. A new recruiter found me, reached out, and, you know, I actually remember it was the day after a call with you, and I told myself, you know, there's a reason that this is coming back up. So I, um, I spoke with the recruiter. We had a great conversation. She said, hey, I'd love to get you for, in for an interview. We spoke on a Monday. I came in to interview on Thursday, and um, I was called by DCD with an offer Friday morning. Amazing. So yeah. it's not hard. When you move through your roadblocks of fear, 
give fear a voice, allow that fear to um, really just wash away and open up into what is truly possible in your world, um, you end up, you know, going in for an interview. And it happened to be an interview that you had been approached several months prior and that mm-hmm. came up for you again. Amazing. Yep. And you got and they got the job offer the day after you interviewed. And the I, I kid you not, the the checklist of things that I wanted, I wrote out, for example, that I wanted to be able to dress up sometimes and wear jeans sometimes. And our culture here in our office is such that sometimes people wear suits to work and sometimes people wear jeans and you're completely able to wear whatever you would like. So even down to the most minute and silly specifics, I hit the nail on the head with every single one of them. And I recall that list, Becca, because you and I reviewed it several times and you started it in June, I believe, is when you first started the process of of making that list and then just added to it a, a few times and and um, interestingly enough to our listeners to let you know, everything on the list is, is the job that you're currently in. You got everything yeah. that you asked for on the list. It's very cool. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So we can all look at this example, and this is the reason why, Becca, we, I wanted to share your story uh, with our listeners today. It, it is to say this process is not a difficult process, and uh, it just requires a little bit of clarity, and it requires some uh, understanding on your part that where fear may be kind of holding you back from manifesting what it is that you really want, and and that's really all it takes. And um, and you did such a magnificent job at that, and and it certainly turned out to be really successful for you. So, kudos to you, Becca. Um, We are going to take a quick break. You're listening to Direct Connect Empowerment with Fee and my my very special guest, Becca Ruska. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. Fee works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Welcome back. And yes, if you do have any questions for Becca today, feel free to give us a call. She'd be happy to answer any questions that you may have about creating your ideal career. Now, uh, I did a little bit of research and found out that according to the Wall Street Journal, the average American will have seven job changes in his or her lifetime. And it's a little difficult to gauge that number because that does include college student work and and jobs. It's not all uh, full-time career jobs. So, Becca, with that being said, what advice do you have for our listeners who may be in the market for a new job right now or for college students? As I said, the theme here today is with a lot of graduations just happening now that uh, with those graduations coming, I think it's really important to embrace the gifts and talents that you have so that you can showcase those gifts and talents in a career. So what advice do you have for those people who may be in the market for a new job? Yeah, that's a great question. There are a couple things that I would say. And um, my first one, and you'll, you'll laugh because it's almost parroting exactly what you just said. But my first piece of advice that I would um, give any potential job seeker is to trust yourself. That was actually the most challenging, um, the ch- most challenging thing for me to do in my search was trust myself and trust that my gifts and talents were strong and that I knew that they could bring me my ideal career and my ideal position. Um, Taking a test like the Berkman can be an outstanding tool as well to help you narrow your focus. What I loved about taking the Berkman was it gave me um, some great language to talk about my, my gifts and my talents and my abilities when I was interviewing or when I was looking at roles, but it also helped me to narrow my focus and confirm what I knew, right? Because it's one thing for me to say I'm, I'm good at X. And then when the test told me, yes, you are good at X, um, that was really a great confidence builder for me um, to have that language to talk with you about it, but also um, to reaffirm, yes, I'm on the right track. And as I was progressing through my trust journey with myself, it was really nice to have that outside reassurance. So trusting yourself and trusting the universe is key, just to understanding that what you, what you offer is good and is valuable and is going to be valued in the marketplace. I think that's really important. Um, the second thing I would say is to get specific. I mean, it's really hard to hit a target if you're not aiming at anything. So write out everything. Like I mentioned earlier in the call, I wrote out what I wanted to wear every day. I wrote out what salary I wanted to make, what I wanted the culture to be like. One of the things that I wrote is that I wanted to be in a culture that was very personal growth-driven, where people like to read and discuss things and challenge themselves. That's exactly what you get in a direct-selling startup like we have. Um, you can write out, you know, how you want to interact with your coworkers, how many coworkers you want to have. I wrote out how often I wanted to travel. I let myself have a lot of fun in the process. And after I was finished, I actually um, took my fiancé out to dinner. We toasted to my future job without even knowing where it was going to be coming from. I just said, hey, here's what's coming. I trust that it's coming. Cheers to that. So we had a lot of fun around that. Um, the third thing I would say is to be proactive. Um, Something that I did was I reviewed constantly what I wanted. I would sit and look at it every morning and remind myself that it was coming and how exciting it was going to be and, um, and how blessed I was going to feel and how grateful I was for the opportunity that was coming. You know, I shared the news of what I was looking for with my family and friends, and I tapped into my network of people. And ultimately, um, someone within my network from a past life 
um, uh, from Cutco, actually was the one who led me um, to the DCD position. So that worked out really well. And then um, the last thing I would say is to listen. You know, something that I've been finding is that when I'm open to good things, they come. But if I'm not listening, I'm not watching for them like I wasn't the first time I missed this role, um, I'm, I might miss more things, right? So it's really important to stay present, to listen to yourself, and to watch um, watch for the good things that are coming. Great suggestions and advice, and advice there, Becca. And, you know, I remember the, the day that you and Andrew had the celebratory dinner and, and in advance. It was celebrating mm-hmm. it in advance and being grateful in advance, not even knowing what the job was going to be or where it was going to be, but just trusting. And that is, I think, a really important key along with having fun and having fun saying, yes, this is exactly how I am going to showcase my gifts and talents. And it's the whole job package that I've got this dream manifestation uh, list for. That job package is coming to fruition. And so that being grateful in advance and celebrating and having fun in advance, it opens the doors for all the possibilities to just come flooding in. And I think that's really important for our listeners to understand that you did that so diligently and so well, because yes, you are a person of great detail. You're a person that needs to have clear, specific steps on how to do things. But when we presented those steps to you, you just took it and ran with it. And this is exactly how it all came about. And you did it really well. So you were a great student at that. I want to give you credit for that for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Now, we've been talking about how uh, you've been great at developing processes and systems specifically to support recruiting and sales in the direct sales industry. And how did you discover that talent about yourself, Becca? Yeah, well, I think that was a, it was a combination of a couple of things. Um, first, in, in my general life, I have a strong need to have organization and predictability, like I've already alluded to. Um, so I've always been naturally attracted to systems and to creating systems. So I think that, you know, creating systems to support recruiting naturally flowed from that. Um, I also have a passion for the direct selling industry. You know, I was, I was really fired up about my direct selling business. Um, and I think that direct selling provides such an outstanding opportunity for people to develop business skills and, and, and build something that's completely their own and really fulfill the American dream that um, I think I had some enthusiasm around it as well. But the biggest thing I would have to say is I actually am a shameless student. And um, what I've, I think what I've done very well in my career is I've sought out people who are the right people, who are top performers, who are experts at what they do, and I get a ton of advice from them. And I've always believed that it's pretty silly to try to reinvent the wheel when there's an outstanding program that already exists. So what I've done is I figured out a way to befriend people who were excellent at what I wanted to do. So I would shadow them, I'd watch them, I'd ask them, I'd pepper them with questions. I read everything and anything that they wrote. I'd ask them, hey, do you have a document on this, or have you written anything about this? And then I would run my ideas by them and have them nitpick and hone and perfect those ideas and really help me refine them. Um, and so I, I would say ultimately I became really efficient with recruiting in the systems within direct selling because I was an excellent student. You know, I, I actively sought out teachers and I was open to teachers when they would approach. 
and just really tried to absorb everything possible that I could from them. Yeah, and what a what a great as I keep mentioning, great job that you've done, and what a, a, a student, a great student you've been. Now you uh, have mentioned about your work with Dove Chocolate Discoveries. Explain a little bit about the opportunity within Dove Chocolate Discoveries and the direct selling opportunity to our listeners that. There may be some people out there that are interested in getting further information about how they can join the DCD team. Yeah, that's a great question, See, I love DCD, so I'm excited to talk about that. Um, Dump Talk Discoveries is a really unique opportunity. You know, I, um, I came from another direct selling company, and both of them are involved in the DSA, so I've interacted with a lot of direct selling companies over my years within the industry. And what I love about DCD is that we're a young business, and we're only about seven years old, but we're backed with over 100 years of candy-making experience from Mars Incorporated, which is actually the world's largest chocolate company. So the, the first D in DCD stands for Dove Chocolate. And I know you're probably familiar with Dove Retail Chocolate. What's neat about DCD is that we use Dove Chocolate. You know, you, I'm sure you've had a Dove Promise, those outstanding melt-in-your-mouth candies with the sweet little message inside. And what we do is we use that same chocolate, but in a completely exclusive product line. So the only way to access DCD products is through a Dove Chocolate Discoveries chocolatier. By the way, there's no chocolate experience needed to become a chocolatier. Um, We have an outstanding training program and and pretty simple products to sell. After all, it's chocolate. (laughs) And what's neat is that not only do we feature a ready-to-eat line, but we also have um, a savory line. So we have a chocolate barbecue sauce. For example, we have a sweet and spicy cocoa rub to season meats and vegetables with. Um, We have salad dressings. We have um, a martini mix, a daiquiri mix. We have a a whole array of products that are really fun, and we like to bring chocolate in in unexpected ways. Um, So it's a really exciting business to be a part of. Um, The opportunity is outstanding because our uh, business is only $115, so you can, you know, get all the products you need for your party, access all the support that you need um, at a a very significant discount. And then our chocolatiers are in 25 to 40% commission, plus more when they build a team. So they can really work part-time, full-time, or big-time. You know, we have some people who work, you know, just a couple parties every month, you know, as an extra spending income for their families. We have other people who, you know, work DCD as their full-time job, which is really outstanding. And if anyone is interested in um, finding more out about DCD, you can check us out online. Our website is DoveChocolateDiscoveries.com. And there's a contact us form if you do have any questions about becoming a host or becoming a chocolatier, or if you just want to check out our fun catalog, it's all available online there for you. And they are really, really delicious products. And I will say I had the great opportunity last year to coach a number of of chocolatiers and team members, which was uh, wonderful to get to know those people, and also to guest speak at the National Conference in St. Louis. And one of the most um, exciting things for me about being at that conference, and I, I too come from a strong direct selling background and really appreciate the direct sales opportunity for people, not just because it's there's a great income opportunity, but really it's a, such a, a wonderful experience to learn about yourself. Because when you're when you're in the direct sales industry, you really get to build a business for yourself, but not by yourself. And 
So the, the inspiring stories, there were countless stories that were emotional and inspiring of what some of the chocolatiers have done and some of the, the things that they've had to overcome in order to uh, achieve their dreams and goals. And that, that uh, just that the power of the people joining together to share their stories was just such an emotional time for me. I sat in the back and was very deeply moved by all the wonderful stories that I heard about some of the, uh, some of the chocolatiers. So really a wonderful, um, wonderful experience. And I, I'm, I was grateful to be a part of that. And see, I think that's what's so great about the industry as a whole is direct selling offers such opportunity to anyone who's willing to take the opportunity and run with it. And I really love, um, you know, all of my years that I've, you know, coached and mentored people within direct selling, I love that they can grow a business experience, whether they're a college student, whether they're a stay-at-home mom, whether they're, you know, retired and looking to do something fun. And it's just a fabulously flexible way to make money. I also see such tremendous personal growth. And I think that coaching and direct selling often pair very well together for that reason, because both of them are great ways to challenge yourself. Right, definitely. Becca, what other areas of manifestation have you had success with? And please share your experience about those different areas, not just the job situation, but what other things, um, fun things that have you done to create what you want? Yeah, so that's, I, I, laughed, uh, I laughed as you were asking that question because that's something that Andrew and I like to have a lot of fun with um, in our home. So I manifest everything all the time. Um, for example, when Andrew and I, we live in New York City, so when we're coming home with the car, um, parking can sometimes be a hot commodity depending on the time and the day. And so um, we always try to manifest a good parking spot if we remember. So sometimes I'm coming home and I'm brain dead and I don't think about it. But as we're pulling onto our street, one of us, and we always see who can beat the other one to it, will say, hey, I'm setting my intention that we're going to get an absolutely outstanding parking spot. And I kid you not, we always get a spot on our street. Um, I also have manifested lunch plans. You know, there, there's this amazing vegan restaurant near our office, and um, most of my coworkers don't enjoy vegan food, but I do. And so once in a while, I will, I'll play with it, and I'll manifest I'll set my intention as in getting ready in the morning. Hey, I really want to have the Loving Hut today. That's what the restaurant's called. I really want someone to go with me to Loving Hut, and I don't want to pay for it. And sure enough, I kid you not, we'll have someone come in and say, hey, we're going to have a lunch meeting. I'm getting lunch. What do you guys want? And I'll say, Loving Hut. <laughs> and it works out beautifully. Um, so, you know, I try it with trivial things like that all the time. Um, obviously, I used, it to, I used um, the power of creation to get the role that I wanted. I also um, used it to create the ideal apartment that I wanted in New York City. So you may laugh at this because I, I had a big laundry list of things that I wanted. But when, when we were moving to New York, um, I had an amazing apartment in Chicago. And Chicago real estate's not as expensive as New York is. And you, you tend to get more space for your dollar. And so coming into New York City, I was really clear that I didn't want to compromise on space. I wanted to have all of the space that I needed, at least two bedrooms, plus a big kitchen because I do like to cook and entertain. I wanted to have a washer and dryer in my unit, not in the basement. I wanted to have a deck with a killer view of New York, and the list went on and on and on. I wanted to have a full bathtub because I like to read and take baths. And sure enough, um, the first apartment that Andrew looked at is two bedrooms with a loft. We have an outstanding private deck. It's 12 feet by 12 feet. It overlooks all of Manhattan and the river. And um, it's private. We're the only deck out there, so we can go outside and none of our neighbors can see us. It's 
feels like you're in your own little world. We got the landlord to offer to install washer and dryer specifically in our unit. We just suggested it, and he said, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. Um, I have a huge Whirlpool bathtub, which how do you get that in a rental in New York City, and the kitchen of my dreams. It's bigger than my mom's kitchen at home, actually. It's outstanding. So did that. That was a lot of fun. And um, even professionally within um, DCD, there have been a couple things that um, were not, you know, so perfect at first, and I just set my intention again. I was like, you know what? By January, this problem is going to be gone or this, you know, this is going to change to be exactly the way that I wanted, and it's happened. You know, I've manifested um, recruiting growth and sales sales growth. You know, we're really um, we're really growing a lot right now as a company. And I'll tell myself at the beginning of the month, and my coworkers joke with me about it now because they know. I'll say, "Hey, this is what we're going to do this month," and sure enough, we end up right about it almost every month, which is really fun. Um, simply because you know, I, I'm very powerful at creating what I want to see when I put my energy out there and when I trust that the universe has got my back. So I like to have fun with it, you know. And you certainly do, and I know I, I I've seen photos of your apartment. Haven't been out there yet, but I've seen photos. And you also did it with the couches too. I remember that you did that I too. I forgot huh? about the couch. I totally I did. didn't You're forget. Right. <laughs> yep. You're yeah. totally right. Do you want me to tell you tell our listeners that story? Well, we are actually coming up to our next break, so we can okay. we can come back to that. But I think the really important thing to summarize here, and we heard this last week with Jack Serena as well, when she talked about being really clear about intentions and then and, and making sure that you understand your power in creating exactly what you want. And so, Becca, you're doing a fabulous job at at, at that, and I hope that Everybody at DCD is is uh, taking notes and understanding that they can do exactly what you're doing. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening. Live up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Do you want to directly impact your business results, improve the quality of your life, learn to empower yourself, or move through roadblocks to create more success for yourself? If so, directly connect with Fee Mazanke at Direct Connect Coaching. Fee is an expert in the field of coaching with over 14 years of experience. Go to www.directconnectcoaching.com to learn more about Fee's empowering programs. He works with individuals and delivers keynote messages that are inspiring and uplifting. Experience what Fee has to offer at directconnectcoaching.com. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to Direct Connect Empowerment. 
To reach Fee Mazanke or her guest on the program today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Now back to Direct Connect Empowerment. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for listening this afternoon. I'm with Becca Ruska with Dove Chocolate Discoveries, and we were talking about manifesting. We're talking about creating your ideal career and manifesting, and and Becca really has a great handle on doing this. And before the break, we were talking about your apartment and how you got exactly what you wanted in your apartment, and um, couches, too. So tell us the story quickly about the couches, Becca. Yeah, so we were furniture shopping, and, uh, you know, moving from Chicago to New York, I didn't want to drive a bunch of furniture across country, so I left everything in Chicago. We went shopping when we got to New York, and we had a couple really frustrating weeks of not being able to find any couches. I needed an L couch with very specific dimensions, and I wasn't able to find it. And Andrew called me on it, and he was like, hey, have you actually thought about just putting it out there and setting your intention and being clear about what you want? And I said, no, I've just gotten so caught up in it, and I was frustrated and angry and afraid I wasn't going to find it. And, um, and what we did was we, again, toasted the theme of our relationship, I guess. But we, um, we had dinner. We sat down. We talked about exactly what we wanted in a couch. I put out the dimensions, the color, the whole bit. And um, we, ha- we sat down for dinner, and we were meeting friends out for drinks that- later that night and talking about the couch and how we had you know, just set our intention. And one of my friends said, oh, we just found couches. This sounds like what you're looking for. And he showed us a couch that was exactly what we were looking for. It happened to be on sale. So we hopped over to the store the next day, and we were able to purchase it um, at a significant discount. And it was outstanding, and it's, it's a great couch. We absolutely love it. Wonderful. Once again, you're manifesting everything that you want by just putting it out there and believing and trusting that you can do that. So good job. I want to ask you, Becca, about coaching uh, and your experience in coaching, if you can speak to our listeners about that process for you and what the benefits were for you. Yeah, coaching has been a fascinating experience for me. Um, coaching was, was fairly cultural at Kako. You know, the top managers always spoke about why they would coach and they credited coaching with a lot of um, their own personal triumphs and successes. And so I began coaching really young. I was 20 years old when I got my first coach, and I was, um, I'm really grateful for that because it's allowed me to develop and to push through a lot of things that I would not have otherwise tackled until much later in my life. And what happens for me during coaching is that I'm, I confront, or I, I wanted to say I'm forced to confront, but that's not the right word. But I have, um, coaching brings up beliefs or habits that I have that sometimes I'm not even aware of, but that severely can limit me. So, you know, limiting beliefs that I have about self-worth or about, you know, who I am or about other people, um, coaching helps me confront those to sit with them and to sit through them and drop through them and come to the truth. Um, Because a lot of times I struggle with an inner critic. I struggle with fear. And so what coaching has allowed me to do is approach things from a position of love. And it's allowed me to see things as they actually are versus as I am afraid that they are sometimes. And coaching is also accountability for me. You know, one of the things that I always have valued about working with you is that you ask the right questions and you ask really good questions. And sometimes you ask questions that I haven't even thought of to ask myself. And sometimes I struggle to answer, right? Sometimes it will take me an hour to answer the one question. 
but that's exactly the question that needed to be asked. And you're brave enough and you love enough to raise that question in a very non-judgmental way. And you bring things into focus and coaching brings things into focus for me um, that I might not otherwise look at. Um, It pushes me tremendously. And I have always believed that the leader of an organization um, often reflects his or her own beliefs and own limitations down in the organization. And so as a business owner, I always coached in order to push myself and to push past any, you know, limiting beliefs that I had about myself or my organization because I knew that if I wasn't coaching and if I wasn't growing, if I wasn't challenging myself to go beyond um, the limits I was that I was placing on myself, that I could never expect my team to do it either unless I was first doing it. And so I found that it was a great behavior to model and through my own development and through me kind of unburdening myself of some of my limiting beliefs, I found that I was able to empower my own team um, as a result. And that was outstanding and it was unbelievably fulfilling. Yeah, it's it's the old adage of the speed of the team is equal to the speed of the leader. And I say that it's the speed of the team is equal to the speed of the leader always and forever. And the thing that I always admired about you, Becca, is that you were willing to look introspectively at yourself to grow personally and to move through any limiting beliefs because that does have a tri- trickle-down effect on your team and doesn't have to just, it doesn't mean that your coworkers that you uh, are with, it also, it also holds true in a family in the same in the same breath. And so the speed of the team is always equal to the speed of the leader. And it's really um, such a valuable thing to invest in yourself. Um, it's certainly something that I treasure and I, uh, I always adhere to and, and love to hear how people take it and spin it in their own ways. So it's, it's really rewarding for me to look at all the wonderful things that you've manifested as a result of your courage and going through that. What were, you're welcome. What were some of your greatest discoveries about yourself during the coaching process? Yeah, that's a great question, too. Um, I, the first one that comes to mind is that I had a really hard time trusting people um, when I was coming into coaching. And if you had told me that, if someone had said to me, you have a really hard time trusting people, I would have laughed at you because I've always prided myself on being open and, and gracious and I would have told you that I trusted everyone. And the truth is that I trusted everyone to a point that I had some I had some history that had happened to me as a child that I had really carried with me and had never really processed or never really dealt with that was getting in the way of most of my truly, you know, deep and personal relationships, especially with Andrew actually. And what was amazing about coaching is that as my relationship with Andrew grew, he was actually kind of a foil. He was he was forcing me to confront some things and bringing up some trust issues that I didn't realize I had. And coaching was a tool that allowed me to work through those and to analyze exactly what was going on. And, you know, initially I was like, oh, I was putting in the blame on Andrew and I was frustrated with his behavior. And what I recognized is that I was actually creating his behavior, right, because I needed to confront something in me and I needed to work through those issues. Um, and so that was tremendous for me within coaching because it, um, working through that completely shifted the dynamic of my relationship. Because as you know, Andrew is the 
the most wonderful human in the world who loves me very dearly. But my own fear was ripping me to such a degree that I wasn't able to actually see that fully until I processed through it. So that was tremendous. Um, one of the other things that I, that, um, I worked through to a, a, a big degree as well was simply the idea of being adequate or being enough. And I remember you telling me that that's something that a lot of women struggle with. And um, it came up with Andrew, it came up with my you know, job search, it came up with almost every topic um, that we tackled in some form or another. And that was tremendous. I remember the day that I actually just sat after a coaching call and sat with myself and said, you're more than enough. Um, and I don't think I'd ever really grasped that fully until um, we went through the coaching process. And that was both of those um, I don't want to call them breakthroughs, but both of those realizations and those um, outcomes were tremendously impactful for me. Well, thank you for sharing such personal experiences. And, um, you know, we, we all struggle with something like that. And when you can kind of use the people outside of you to understand that they are just reflecting something within you, that really, if you look deeply enough, you can just bring up and bring out instead of projecting or instead of blaming, but rather just going inward to understand where this might be a core issue within you and then plucking that out. It's, it's really such an amazing process. It's not hard or difficult to go through. Um, your body actually tells you exactly where you might be holding on to any issues. I don't say it. I don't uh, claim to know where it comes from. But I do know that the truth lies within each person. And you were, again, courageous enough to just open up into the truth of yourself. And it certainly has uh, benefited you in, in all aspects of your life. So thank you for sharing those very deeply personal stories uh, with our listeners. I know you mentioned, Becca, uh, a, a few times about the Berkman, and I want to frame that in and say, first of all, if you want to know a little bit more about the Berkman, um, by all means, send me an email at fiatdirectconnectcoaching.com, and we do have a student gift package going on right now. And I also did an interview with Sharon Berkman Fink, the president and CEO of Berkman International, and that's a, a really fascinating listen. You can go back to the website, the Voice America website, and take a listen to it. But I know you're a fan of the Berkman, Becca, and I want to just ask you about some of your discoveries and outcomes that you have gained from the Berkman and from that experience of going through it, both personally and professionally? Yeah, so I absolutely love the Berkman. I um, I took it actually years ago. I was probably 21 at the time when I first took the Berkman. But every time I revisit my report and I see it for, with different experiences and with a different lens, I continue to get value from it, um, which I think is absolutely outstanding. Um, professionally, the Berkman was really helpful in a couple ways. First, as I alluded to a little bit before, it provided a really great framework and language um, for not only how to describe my gifts and talents and my needs, but also um, it allowed me to work more effectively with my manager and with the people who I managed. You know, my, um, my direct manager, Mike, his Berkman um, was really enlightening for me. Mike and I used to have a lot of... Um, conflict that was unnecessary and it wasn't because either of us are bad people it wasn't because either of us are incompetent 
It was simply that his need and my usual behavior uh, um, within our Berkmans were dramatically different. And so understanding his hidden needs, which is, I'll talk about that in a second. It's one of the great things about the Berkman, allowed me to not only, um, you know, adapt how I approached him, but also to support him so that he never, he didn't go into stress as often and he was able to be more effective. And as a result, I was able to be more effective. Um, the same thing happened with a lot of the people who I managed. So what the Berkman does is has four quadrants, and um, the coolest quadrant for me is actually the need quadrant. The Berkman assesses what our hidden needs are, and so there's one quadrant that's your usual behavior, and often people assume that your usual behavior is connected to your needs and that people should just treat you how you usually show up. So if you're really outgoing and spontaneous, people assume they should be spontaneous and outgoing with you, but that's not necessarily the case. And we had, a rep- we had a representative on our team. His name was Matt Fisher. And Matt, if you, I'm sure you remember Matt. Um, Matt's usual behavior was super, 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 super high green, very extroverted. Um, and so we assumed that he would like to do a lot of, like, tasks with representatives and a lot of, um, a lot of like, out-in-public types of things. And we would also give him a lot of administrative things. And when we saw his needs, we realized that administrative things were actually suffocating him. And one of the reasons that we would have conflicts with Matt sometimes was simply because the tasks we were giving him were absolutely wrong for what he was suited to do. And as soon as we adjusted his, um, his assignments, he was able to really grow and flourish, and it was a really neat thing to see. So professionally, I think the Berkman's great for the people who I manage. It's also great for helping me support the people who I report to. Because, again, those needs are hidden, and so they may not be overly apparent. You know, Andrew, for example, and I'll switch into personal, um, Andrew has a really high blue need, which means he, um, he needs time and space to process things, and he needs a lot of emotional support. He needs me to ask how he's doing and how he's feeling about things. But if you met Andrew, he's very direct, he's very straightforward, he's very to the point, he's very outgoing and very charismatic, and he seems to not need emotion. He seems to not want that. And so um, I used to, again, treat Andrew with a lot, of, um, a lot of those same tendencies, right? A lot of spontaneity, a lot of, you know, interpersonal time. But Andrew actually needs alone time to process, and he needs emotional support. And understanding that was really important for me. It's, it's helped shift things. And um, for him, my needs are very yellow. I need structure. I need predictability. And Andrew is chronically late and, um, and often spontaneous. And so we used to have a lot of conflict around that where his being late, I interpreted as him not loving me or him not being considerate. And once he recognized my yellow need, he was able to meet that and to alleviate that stress for me um, so that things go more smoothly for both of us. So it's just been an outstandingly helpful tool all across yeah. the board. Well, thanks so much for that very comprehensive report. And the Berkman is wonderful, so make sure you contact me if you're interested. We are wrapping up. I do want to mention that yesterday was Memorial Day, a day to honor and remember all of the men and women who selflessly serve our country to protect our freedom. And although we can never bring back those who have died in the line of duty, let us pray for all those who serve their families and those who have lost loved loved ones, we do cherish you. Please be conscious this week of your boomerang and let me know what results you have from throwing out your positive boomerangs. And I want to thank our special guest, Becca Ruska, 
And I want to wish all of you a very inspiring week filled with tremendous possibility. Thank you, Becca. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us this week on Direct Connect Empowerment. Team Mazanke will be back with another guest next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll see you then. 